Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I am the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to the Detailed Diary podcast. I am your host, Danielle Holleran, and today we're going to be chatting all about five different ideas for introducing passive income into your business for the new year. I think the new year is always a great time to brainstorm about your business and start thinking of ideas of different ways that you can pivot and expand and just take your business to the next level. And passive income is one of those kind of like taboo topics that I feel like everyone talks about, but no one talks about. And it's definitely something that so many business owners, I think everywhere strive for. I mean, who wouldn't strive for a stream of passive income. Now, obviously, as a small business owner, it takes a lot of work to implement passive income into your business. I know just from personal experience, I've been working on passive income streams basically from like a year into when I started my business and I'm still not nearly where I want to be yet with passive income, nor will I be there for quite a very long, long time, I can imagine. But I do have passive income streams currently set up in my business. And while they're not the greatest revenue streams in my business, they're still there and they're still growing and it's still something that I am focusing on. So don't feel discouraged like the mountain of passive income is just way too big to even start climbing. Everyone has to start somewhere. And there's so many different areas that you can start just slowly implementing passive income in your business. And I just want to chat through some of them today. One of the first podcast episodes that I recorded episode number 18, if you want to refer back to it. I chatted all about multiple streams of income and this episode is still my most highly downloaded episode ever of the podcast of over 50 podcast episodes. So I did touch on passive income in this episode, but I wanted to do a full episode fully committed to passive income. So let's dive into the five ideas I have for introducing passive income into your small business. Now I'm just going to throw out a disclaimer. You guys know how I like to keep things real here and give you guys disclaimers whenever I'm talking about anything. I really should do a podcast episode. I'm actually going to put on my schedule all about trial and error that I faced in my business because social media can be a highlight reel. You know, when you see small businesses online, it's a highlight reel. No one's really sharing their failures. And especially when it comes to passive income, I have had so many trial and error moments. I've tried so many different things and they've just completely flopped and that's totally okay. So I want you to go into all of these different ideas just with an open mind and Just see if you can try some things out and if things don't work and you don't make any sales, then you know what? 
it's okay. It happens and you can move on to the next idea. So I just want to kind of throw that out there because I'm still experiencing trial and error and it doesn't hurt to try. So first and foremost for passive income, the first idea I have are digital products. And I've mentioned this before. I believe I mentioned this in my multiple streams of income episode, but digital products are probably the easiest in to start earning passive income in your business. The reason being is that if you create a digital product of any kind, now I'm talking literally any single thing that you create on either Canva or Microsoft Word, any type of template or form or resource, absolutely anything that you create and then save as a digital download, like a PDF or anything like that, Once it's up on your website, when the customer purchases it, you have to do absolutely nothing for that order to fulfill it. They can download it straight away from their computer and that is it. Now, of course, depending on the level of digital product you're offering, it could be a lot of work on the back end. So for instance, some digital products that I have in my business, you guys know I have my hand lettering workbook, which I talk about all the time. I absolutely loved creating that and I love helping other people, whether they are wanting to pursue lettering for their small business or if they're just wanting to learn for fun. I love helping other people learn lettering. Now, that type of passive quote unquote digital product, yes, it's passive now that it's on my website, but it took me a very, very, very long time to design and make. Same thing goes for all of the lettering worksheets that I have on my website. I have one for every single month with a ton of different practice words and everything like that. Those also took a lot of time to create on the back end. So with digital products, you kind of have to weigh your chances. As with everything with passive income, you know, I always recommend if you are thinking about adding a product, whether it be digital or another type of passive income, just try to gauge if there is a need or request for that type of product from your audience so you're not wasting so much time preparing on the back end, creating a digital file, and spending so, so much time working on things that may not be a hit with your audience. Now, for example, like I mentioned, I have probably countless (laughs) things of passive income that I've tried that have just been flops that haven't really worked for me. I offered printable signs on my website for a very long time and digital downloads for my art. And I tried to push this and push this because I had seen other artists do really well with this type of digital art. And for my audience, it just didn't work. It didn't translate. My customers wanted physical products. They didn't want digital products and that's okay. I didn't pour an insane amount of time and energy into designing a bunch of prints and patterns and everything like that. I kind of went into it slowly, see how it did, saw that it didn't really do very well and decided not to pour too much more energy to that. So when it comes to digital products, think about your business and what types of products your customers would like to see. There are so many digital downloads and digital products on Etsy. 
I know from personal experience, I love purchasing mock-ups on Etsy for the sweatshirts and things I use for my boutique. So whoever owns the business that is selling those mock-up photos are taking beautiful mock-ups of clothing and sweatshirts and flat lays and using their photography skills to create a product that is now able to serve as passive income whenever other customers like me go and purchase a mock-up for their own business. A little bit different of an example than just like the digital workbook resources that I was talking about with my business, but it just goes to show that there really are so many different options when it comes to digital products. Think of all of the digital planners that are on Etsy. If you're an artist and you design stationery, Think about maybe looking into doing digital stationery, digital planner that someone can print out on their own. There really are so, so, so many options. So digital products are certainly a very good place to start if you are just thinking about passive income. Now, my second idea for passive income kind of goes hand in hand with digital products or at least a category of digital products. And this would be online resources. Now, this can range from anything to full-blown courses, to mini courses, to little cheat sheets of business resources that you use. Essentially, creating anything that's going to help and assist the customer on the other end. Now, this is going to look very different for all different businesses. But I'm talking more towards the business owner who is helping other business owners in their same industry. So for example, let's say that you are a business owner in Cricut and you are very well versed in Cricut and know, you know, I know nothing about Cricut, so (laughs) I don't want to get too detailed in this example, but let's just say you have all of these different tips and tricks for Cricut that you're getting asked about all the time from other small business owners in your area. Well, you can make a full-blown A to Z Cricut course, which again, if I backtrack to the same idea in number one, we kind of have to weigh the time aspect when it comes to passive income. Maybe if this is your first passive income that you're jumping into, you may not want to invest like months and months and months of your time creating a full-blown course. But let's say you want to test the waters and create a little handout that you sell for, you know, 10 or $12 that is just all of your super quick, easy tips and tricks for Cricut or something along those lines. Any type of online resource that encompasses your own knowledge that you've worked very hard to learn and research and develop that would be very valuable to others can be created into a resource of some sort. So it still would be technically like a digital product. So I guess I'm cheating if I say it's a completely separate area of passive income. But just to give you another idea, aside from digital art or something along those lines. So that is my idea number two. The third idea I have is offering non-custom products. Now, depending on the type of business that you are in the products that you're offering, 
Obviously, this isn't going to be something that is fully, completely passive income. You put it up on your website and step back and you're good to go and don't have to do anything. I find that this is kind of like an in-between of passive and non-passive income. As small business owners, a lot of us take on custom orders. I feel like it's what makes our business really unique and special and forms that relationship with our customers. And custom orders are wonderful and they're definitely the basis of my business and I'm not down talking them whatsoever. But it is nice to include some non-custom orders on either your website or just an offering that you have because they are much easier to streamline in your business. If you think about it, if you're creating a separate custom order for every single solitary order that comes into your business, it is going to take so much extra time to create each and every individual order custom. Whereas if you have some pieces on your website, whether they are pre-made or whatever the case that are non-custom, your process speeds up so much quicker when you are doing the same thing over and over and over again. If you think about it with any other type of skill in life at all, like practice makes perfect. And when you start doing the same task over and over again, you get much better at it. So if you're offering products in your shop that are not custom, you will be able to streamline those processes much better. And those products will probably be a lot easier for you to get out the door with not nearly as much work as custom orders. So not fully passive, but definitely something to keep in mind. This is an area, again, where I have had so much trial and error and will continue to have so much trial and error. I've tried to add different collections to my website, especially especially when I first started my business. I remember launching my first home collection and this different product and that different product. And sometimes things just don't stick and people just have different tastes and want something different, which can be tricky when you're designing non-custom products just to offer in your shop. But that is just a part of owning your own business and the learning experience that goes along with it. So again, don't let fear of failing get in the way of trying new things and new areas of your business. This area is kind of how I fell into doing my pop-up shops. Not originally, but kind of how my pop-up shops expanded. You all know that I have my seasonal pop-up shops where I've got my pictures and vases and everything like that that I personalize and write on. But my pop-up shops were just becoming a lot for me to physically do and create every single custom order and writing on every single piece. So I started introducing non-custom pieces and just homeware pieces and home accents and filler for the pictures and different beautiful vases that I didn't offer lettering on. I just offered them in my pop-up shop. And I found that customers really loved this. They also loved the custom ones, which I kept in my pop-ups and I will still continue to do. But I now have this other area that of course isn't fully passive, but it's much more manageable to do a pop-up where half of the pieces are 
personalize and custom and half of them I just ship out as is, then it would be to do the same quantity of pieces all fully personalized, if that makes sense. So just a little example from my end, but something to maybe keep in mind for your business for the future. The fourth idea I have for passive income is print on demand. Now, I've wanted to do an episode, a podcast episode on this topic for quite some time, and I will definitely be doing one sometime in 2022. But print on demand is something that I discovered back in 2020, early 2020, and I have absolutely loved it. You may know nothing about print on demand, or you may have seen some print on demand things on TikTok because I feel like it's getting pretty big on TikTok right now with like small business advice and things like that. And essentially, if you don't know what print on demand comes do is that they take your artwork or whatever you submit to the company and they print and manufacture and ship out the products directly to the customer. So that was a very vague explanation. But basically, a lot of these print-on-demand companies will have a whole host of things that they can manufacture. So they can manufacture mugs, they can manufacture notebooks, they can manufacture t-shirts, they can manufacture calendars, like the list kind of goes on and on and on. And you can pick and choose what types of pieces you fit for your business and your customers. And if you have digital artwork that you would like to use on these pieces, like let's say you want to design a mug, you can upload your artwork to these websites, add the mug to your own website, and it will automatically get processed, manufactured, and shipped by the print-on-demand company to your customer. It's a little bit confusing to talk about just on a podcast. I feel like I'd have to draw a little bit of a diagram, but... Print-on-demand companies can be really, really great depending on what type of business you're in. Some of them are hit or miss. Obviously, you need to order samples and, again, lots of trial and error. I feel like that's the theme for this podcast episode. But it is something to just consider and even play around with. Now, similar to anything with passive income, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight doing print-on-demand. The prices are definitely pricey and the margins for profit and things aren't the best. But for purposes of this episode, we're talking about different ideas to introduce passive income into your business. If you already have a small business and you're looking for other ways to repurpose your art and introduce different areas of income, then it's not going to (laughs) hurt. I wouldn't recommend someone to build an entire business from scratch just solely on print on demand because unless you hit it like super duper duper big, I don't know how profitable in the long run it could be, but it's definitely something to keep in mind. A lot of products that print on demand companies offer are products that you can get manufactured in bulk and for a cheaper price and ship out on your own. Now, again, as everything with business, as everything I feel like I've been talking about in this episode, you just have to weigh out what works for your business. There are some businesses who do a really high volume of sales and have very 
high success rates with certain products, let's say notebooks, for instance. So it makes more sense for them to bulk order their notebooks and ship them out their, themselves rather than to go a more passive approach as a print-on-demand company to manufacture and ship their notebooks for them. So all things to keep in mind, but definitely a good idea if you're just thinking of different ways to introduce passive income into your own small business. Now, the fifth and final idea I have for introducing passive income into your business is affiliate income. And this may seem very overwhelming. I know it was extremely overwhelming for me when I first got started because it's like, where do I even begin? What programs do I sign up for? Like, what do I even share? You know, it's just a lot. But affiliate income can be a really great stream of passive income to just very, very easily get started in. I would say that affiliate income is probably the easiest in that you can get into passive income in terms of your investment of time. All of the other examples that I talk through, digital products, online resources, non-custom products, print on demand, all of those take lots of time on the back end, preparing files and preparing resources, designing whatever you need to design on the back end to get those things up and running. Whereas affiliate income hardly takes any work on the back end at all to just get up and running. It's just about you sharing the right things for your audience. So Affiliate income doesn't just have to be like quote unquote influencers sharing, you know, your favorite foundation or something like that. Affiliate income can be completely related to your own business. So again, let's say you own a business where you use a Cricut. Now, I don't know if Cricut has an affiliate program of any kind. I do believe that Glowforge does the laser cutter. Again, I don't use that either. So don't quote me on anything, but take a look at the different products that you use day to day in your business and see if any of them have affiliate programs linked up to them. If you're already referring customers and fellow small business owners to the products that you love to use all the time, it never costs the customer more if you send them an affiliate link. So look into the different products that you're using on a day-to-day basis and see if any of them have an affiliate program where you could earn some money by referring their products to other people. You're doing it anyways, so you may as well check to see if you can make any money off of it. I also know there are lots of brand ambassador programs. I'm not currently in any brand ambassador programs, but I know that there are lots of different pen companies that have brand ambassador programs where you can earn money based on any affiliate sales, things along those lines. So again, just make a list of all the different products that you in your business and look them up online. See if there's any brand ambassador programs, see if there's any affiliate programs that you can jump on and be part of. Same thing as I've mentioned with all of these. Are you going to make so much money by doing this? No, not at all. But it's just one little thing for you to get your foot in the door that could snowball to something else and just start the trend of passive income in your business. Now, another great thing that could do is apply to be 
an Amazon influencer. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the requirements are. I know that I applied probably at least like 15 times before I got accepted to the Amazon influencer program, but I will leave the apply down below. If you see any small business owners or anyone on social media with like a quote unquote Amazon storefront, that means they are part of the Amazon influencer program. And once you're part of this program, you can share links to anything on Amazon and earn a commission for them. Now, again, just so I can keep reiterating, the commissions are not super high, but it's something. And as I mentioned before, if you're going to be sharing about products anyways that you love, you may as well earn a few dollars here and there as an affiliate of them. I know I get a lot of my supplies on Amazon. I get all my shipping supplies on Amazon. I will link my Amazon storefront down below, shameless plug, (laughs) if you're curious as to what I use for all of my different supplies. I've got business stuff on there, home stuff on there, a ton of different stuff on there. But it doesn't hurt to apply. Definitely go for it. See if you can. And if you get denied, try again and try again and try again. (laughs) That's what I did. And I eventually got accepted. And this was way before I had a super large following on Instagram. This was before TikTok was even a thing. So I think I had me, I don't know, a thousand or so followers on Instagram, which is still a lot. But don't think that you can't apply to certain things because you're not qualified. You just have to try and see what happens. So to recap, the five ideas I have for introducing passive income into your business are one, digital products, two, online resources, three, non-custom products, four, print on demand, and five, affiliate programs. I really hope that this helps just get the wheels turning for you and maybe some different ideas you can jump in for your business this year. I know this was a super highly requested episode, so I really hope that you all enjoy it. If you try any different names of passive income, please let me know if you come up with anything kind of out of the box and unique. I would absolutely love to hear about it. And today I'm writing down in my figurative detailed diary that As we've chatted throughout this whole entire episode, small business is certainly a battle of trial and error. And don't be scared to try something new because of the fear of failing or because you may not think it's worth it. We all have to start somewhere. And if you never start, you will never know where you may end up one day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. We have a super exciting guest interview lined up for next week. I cannot wait for you all to hear. It's a really incredible business. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll chat with you all next I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.